Hey guys, welcome back to I'm Not an Expert. Today, we're going to be talking about buying a house and getting married. You guys, I just want to let you know I am not looking to get married right now or buy a house or do I have the money to buy a house in California because that's where I live. But I still wanted to make a episode just about talking about the pros and cons about settling down. Honestly, the reason why I want to talk about this is just because my best friends, most of them have a house slash are either getting married or married, which is kind of crazy because I'm 20, turning 21 soon, and most of my friends are also 20, 21, 22. And to think that a majority, I wouldn't say all, but like three out of five friends have a house or are married is fucking insane. I guess the way I feel about it initially was kind of jealous. When I had my first boyfriend, uh, this is going to explain why (laughs) my emotions. When I had my first boyfriend in high school, I was like 14. I genuinely, I thought I was going to get married to this guy. Not because like he was a great person. Actually, he ended up um, going back to his like ex lover basically. So like I kind of got fucked, but, um, (laughs) where was I? Oh yeah. It's just because I grew up kind of like in a Christian household. So like, I just thought like, you know, sex before marriage and like just, you know, thinking way too long-term as a 14 year old. (laughs) Um, so like, I think as a kid, I I, I wanted to get married young or like, I wanted to have like one partner for life. And, um, I think this like kind of affects me today where I have this idea of like how you're supposed to like settle down and it's like ASAP. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like (laughs) in the church people, like I didn't grow up in a strict church. I grew up like in a cool Christian church, I guess. I'm not really, I don't really have like a denomination now. I'm just kind of like spiritual in a different way, but going back to it. Yeah. Like I was really into church. (laughs) I was a church girl, man. And I just had this idea, like you had to get married with the partner that you first dated. Secondly, um, with my friends having a house and they're married, um, like my best friend literally bought a house when she was 19 and then she's marrying her like first long-term boyfriend. I don't know. I just feel like I just have this perception of like, I need to also have those things. Mostly the house, not the marriage. I don't think I want to get, I do not want to get married ASAP, but, um, I think what happened is like in the back of my head, I knew I wanted these things of like stability. I think what I really wanted was a sort a sense of stability. Like when you get a house, you you kind of have financial stability, right? Like that's the whole idea. It's like you have settled down. You don't have to, you know, you don't owe someone money. It's like your, like you still owe someone money, like the bank, but you don't owe anyone else money. But I think getting married is also a sense of security, right? It's like a f- stability of like um, love, like having affection from one person forever. And I think whenever I think about wanting these things, I don't think I need to ask myself, why do I want a house and why do I want to get married? I think it's a, it's an easier question to just ask, like, why do I, why do I need a sense of stability? Like, why can't I get it just from not having a house, right? Like, where can I find stability outside of marriage and a house? And that's kind of where we are today. I wanted to talk about like settling down the pros and cons and like if you're someone who's already like with a lifelong partner and you have the money do what you got to do i'm not trying to prevent you from getting your dreams i'm more talking about like the majority of us which is i think my demographic and my communities like people my age i think if not that's totally fine too (laughs) but um 
you know, I think that if you're someone who is feeling pressured, let's like really examine why we feel pressured and like reframe it. Like the question we should be asking if you want a house and like to get married is like, where can you get stability from yourself? Like how can you, why do you need stability from these outside sources and why can't you get it from yourself? So I think to answer this question, I think for me, it's just because it's a lot easier, right? <laughs> to get stability from a house. Um, and especially when you see social media showcasing the YouTubers, like in really big places and like really pretty houses, it, it's kind of, it makes us feel like that's normal. So with that being said, I find that we can get security. You can find stability within yourself. Like literally think about it. Like just because you have a house doesn't really make you that secure. Like if your parents have a house, do you think they're this, they're like super secure? Do you think they never have problems, right? Like I think we for like I I do this, guys. So I feel like buying a house and getting married is going to like solve life's problems. Which is obviously not true. And like that's the number one thing. I think if you're trying to rush things, slash get married, get a house, and the only reason why is because you think you're gonna have a better life by doing that, it's probably not a good idea. And that's kind of like my realization. I was on a morning walk today and I was kind of making a pros and cons list of like not settling down. And there's actually a lot of cons to buying a house and settling down. Like, although the pro is like really good. Like you have stability and you have like a, a set life. There's a lot of cons and we got to talk about it. So this is what we're going to do in today's, <laughs> this is what we're going to do in today's podcast. And, uh, these are the pros and cons of having a house and getting married. And hopefully this helps you guys see it for the truth and not like the romanticized version. All right. First up, let's talk about the cons. <laughs> So the first con of getting a house slash getting married is you cannot travel as much as you would if you're like living less, uh, more independently, right? Like if you're married and you have a house and especially if you have dogs or kids, like you cannot travel as frequently. You can't just get up for a weekend and go to San Diego or some shit. You can't just like take a quick flight to Europe for a month, right? Because like, you know, one of my favorite things to do and this is like actually one of my biggest realizations of like why I don't want a house. But like I love just staying for like weeks in Europe. Like last summer I did it, the year before I did it. Like I just, I just love like traveling and not having like, sometimes I get a one-way ticket, right? And like the reason why I was able to do that last year, last summer is because I, I was um, on a month-to-month lease for an apartment. So I was just able to get up and leave whenever I wanted to and I put my shit in storage, right? <laughs> It's amazing. And when you get a house, you're literally signing up for a 30-year mortgage most of the time. And I think if you're young, that's actually awful. You know, like that's a that's a huge thing. Like unless you don't, you're a really big homebody, like you just can't get up and leave, right? Like, and I think it doesn't mean, you know, if you have a house, you can't travel. I have friends that have houses and travel. Um, and also if you're using the house as like a rental income, you know, it's fine. But like, you really don't have that much flexibility. And nine, like most of my friends who are married and have a house do not travel. Like they used to travel a lot and they don't, which is fine if that's what they want. But like, I wouldn't want that. Okay. The next con is financial burden. So obviously getting a house is extremely smart if you have a lot of money just sitting in the bank, right? Because I think like the average housing 
like in price increase each year is like nine percent, right? And if, if if inflation is steady two percent every year, like you're kind of like your money's gonna be in a good spot. However, I think people forget unless you know you put out a really good down payment, unless you put a really really high amount of down payment, right? Like. Having a house is more expensive sometimes, especially if you're counting HOA fees, you know, gardening, uh, cleaners, just like, you know, you have to pay for your own maintenance. Whereas I like, you know, I live in an apartment complex, you know, everything's like, if I have an issue with the sink, the landlord, I just call them, right? And like, I don't have any gardening work to do. Like buying a house can be super expensive, especially if your down payment is lower and you have to pay it more monthly. Like sometimes it can be way more expensive. So it is an expensive, expensive thing to do. And also you're saving up, like if you're buying a house, right? I'm assuming you're saving a lot, saving up a lot of money to buy the house. You're basically like, you're, you're allocating all your money and energy and time, right? Because you're saving up for something where you could have used that for other things. Like you could have used that money to go on a vacation with your friends. You could use that money to invest in your business, right? Like buying a house, at least in California, it's a multi-million dollar commitment, which means for a while, if you... Unless you're like, you're a nepotism kid and you have a bunch of money, right? But like for the most of us, like you are preventing yourself from using that money on other things. Like you could start a business with an extra 50K, but instead I'm going to put it into a house down payment. And you guys, like I just had this realization like today because like I'm trying to save up for a house the past month and I was putting like a little bit of like 20% of my income into this like savings account slash crypto account. And I just realized I'm like, why, why? I'm young, you know, like when I have the money to buy a house, I'm going to save up aggressively. But like, does it have to be now? You know, I don't make, I I personally don't make billions of dollars. (laughs) Um, If anyone does, cool. (laughs) You know, I am self-employed. I have my own agency. I have my YouTube channels, but I, 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 you know, I pay a premium for my team. I pay a premium for taxes. So I don't take home that much money. Like, I'm not saying I'm like, I don't want to say I don't have money because I know for my income level and my age bracket, like I'm doing very, very, very well. And I'm very thankful, but like at least in California and like, you know, it's very expensive. And like, I don't have the ability right now to save up for a house and like also have like a very fun life as a 20 year old. And I just realized like literally like three days ago, I'm like, why am I, why am I saving up for a house? Like, you know, I think it's, there's a difference between having and saving up for like a, a emergency fund or like saving money for like a trip. But a house is like, at least in California, like that's a $500,000 like sinking fund that you're trying to put in. And like, I, I should be using, like if I had an extra like 100K to put in to this like savings account for a house, like I should just be putting it back into myself, my business. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't need to right now, like, nickel and dime my way to a house if that makes any sense and i feel like that's the way you know us young people should approach it i don't know you know young is also relative you don't have to be 20 like if you just have no commitments like if you're single or you have a boyfriend or you just you don't have like a house or kids i think it's really important to like experiment and like put the money to yourself like i don't know like for example sometimes i like kind of question my spending habits like (laughs) I'm going to make a video about what I spend in a week, but like, you know, I spend so much money on food and eating out. Like, (laughs) I don't know if I should say in this video, but like, let's just say it's like (laughs) four figures for my food budget every month. And, 
you know, because it's just because I spend money on going out. I, I pay, I like to take my friends out to eat. I like to take my boyfriend out to eat. I just like to eat and I order DoorDash and stuff. I don't really cook that much. Like I will make a breakfast, but that's it. And I used to feel really guilty about it. But like, I think it's just so important. Like when you're young, like as long as you put in aside a, a certain amount, which I do, I put a, a, an aggressive amount for taxes and like my emergency fund. But outside of that, like just spend the money. Like I... I really think if you're young, you don't have commitments, just like do it. Like I would just feel so guilty. Like this month I was trying to cut down on like my food expenses and I got just so stressed because I don't buy like Chanel or like I don't buy like designer stuff. Like if it's designer, it's either gifted to me or I thrifted it. And I think food is just where my heart is and that's okay. Wow, we're talking a lot about this second point, <laughs> but I think it's a huge thing. So like buying a house is a financial, not only not only it's financially, a, a you know, gonna help like be expensive to fund but it's also you're allocating time and energy where you could allocate somewhere else and i think that's an important thing to consider all right the next con is when you settle down slash get a house or get married it's it's really you not focusing like you're not able to focus on yourself 100 percent as much obviously being in a relationship is selfless you're not going to always be 100 percent on yourself but definitely once you get married and definitely once you buy a house you're you go from like 75% working on yourself to probably like 50%. And if you're young and working on your career, mostly this affects your career, I think. Like that could be a huge deficit, right? Like say you go from like working on yourself, you know, building your business or getting a really good job and like really working hard at your career and getting that coin <laughs> to like maybe working same amount, but like just a little less, like maybe you're like at 60% capacity. Because maybe now you're running errands, you're trying to, you know, furnish like your house or like, I don't know, I don't know, like you're, you're, you're not as selfless anymore, right? Because you're, you have commitments. I think that could like really be like detrimental if you're a young person and you're trying to like learn stuff. Like I didn't go to college, right? So like the way I learned stuff is like, I want to take like cooking classes and pottery classes and surfing lessons, right? And like, I don't have a mortgage, so like I can like put money into like experiences just because I have the money to do it. And it's something where I, I need to, like, I didn't get college. Right. So I, I need to learn somehow. <laughs> so, you know, I spend, I would say a hundred dollars, $200 a week on like learning, like whether it's therapy or like a, I've been, I just got a pottery class. Cause like, I really wanted to go to art school. So like, I'm now funding my own art school by taking some classes. Like, I think you can't, like you would not put yourself first if you got a house and get married. Like you'd probably think about, how can I, you know, I don't know, straighten up the house more? I don't know. I've never had a house. So I just feel like I'm not saying, you know, if you get a house and you have kids, you're like no longer, you know, self-care. Like you're like basically in shambles. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I think it just makes sense. Like if you are someone that has limited money, right? Like unless you're really balling or your husband's like balling, this probably does not apply to you. But if you have limited money, you also have limited time. And if you have limited time, you need to spend it wisely. And I think focusing or like when you do take that jump of getting married and selling down you just might have less time do i know that for sure no i'm making this up but <coughs> let me know if you guys do have a husband or kids um and you you can agree to that because that's just my assumption i i don't know what i thought <laughs> i'm not an expert okay the next thing is a big con of settling down is having less friends so it's super hard to say this because again, how do I know this? I was assuming, but like, I don't have that 
a lot of friends right now just because I work, like I work remotely. And a lot of the things I go to, like events are for work. Like I, if I go to a dinner for like for a influencer thing, it's definitely because I got paid by a brand or like I'm going to a VC dinner. Like I just don't have that many friends. Like my best friends, like my best, like my best friends, actually Claire, she's like my uh, like bestie for life. <laughs> but she's like right now playing tennis in Dubai. Like I just, most of my friends are like not home. Like I have a lot of friends in Washington where I, grew up but like I just don't I don't have that many friends and I can imagine like if I don't have that many friends imagine getting a house and like settling down like you're basically giving yourself like 99% of your time with your partner and like maybe a percentage or two with everyone else so I don't know like I think that with living with somebody the pro is obviously you get to spend so much time with them but also a con is like you probably shelter yourself from the outside world and I don't know, maybe I'm just a hermit. Like, I don't know how to like live with someone and not spend equal. Like, I just, okay, maybe my problem is like, I don't have that many friends, period. So getting a house for me personally will probably be a problem <laughs> because I will like isolate myself more. But if you're young, you live with roommates, you maybe don't have a house, you have an apartment that you share. Like you get to meet so many interesting people. And that's like, like that's something you don't get if you buy a house. The last con of settling down is being more stressed. I think once you get the house and you settle down and get married, I'm sure you're probably like, like you're relieved. Like it's super great and dandy. But I think the months leading up to that, like the months leading up to getting married, God, like I knew so many of my friends that like got married this year. And like I've heard from my friends, my girlies saying like, the months leading up to the wedding was so stressful because it's expensive to fund. You know, you have to get all these things ready. To, you had to find the right dress. You have to send out invites to everybody. Like, fund, first of all, funding a wedding, wedding is so expensive. Um, and I'm sure the months leading up to it is so stressful. Like, I even know some people, like, on their wedding day, it was also stressful. Like, if you have a business, okay, personally for me, I'm running a business, right? And I'm having also a secondary project called NF Tree, where we plant trees as NFTs, you know, I only have so much capacity for stress. If I had to like, like get a wedding right now <laughs> or like buy a house right now, I would be so much more stressed, especially also getting a house is usually extremely stressful. The like the months coming up to it, right? Cause there's so much paperwork. You have to like, you know, save up a ton of money and put it in a brokerage account. You have to like meet with so many different people. You have to get inspections. Like I'm sure that will take up so much. Like that will be a full-time job. Getting married and getting a house is basically a full-time job um, from what I understand. And I don't think I can do that. I don't think I could, like if, I'm just trying to imagine like me having to go through with buying a house right now would not work. I would just, like my company XA would go bankrupt, NF3 would go die. <laughs> like it would not work. So I guess that's kind of my takeaways. So moving forward, there's obviously some pros of settling down. And I think the main one for me, like, I'm not going to go into it just because I think it's pretty obvious, right? Like, it's good financially, you know, it's good for your mental health. I'm sure you feel a lot more secure. But I think that's the main thing I wanted to talk about, which is like, why do we need security from those places? I think most, like, the most standard way to be secure and have your life together is getting married, having kids, and like getting a house. But like, why is that? Like, is there any way we can reframe it to being just like, 
you know, I think it can look different for everybody, but for me, I'm just trying to figure out like, where can I find that feeling of secure security without, you know, relying on like this image of like what a perfect household is. Mm. Anyways, I actually went on Instagram and asked you guys, what is your ideal emergency fund account? Which is like, how much money do you need to feel secure? It kind of is kind of what I asked on Instagram stories. And we're going to see if we got any responses. And then I'll talk about my response just because I feel like it'd be fun. All right. So somebody said 500K. That's actually, wow. <laughs> somebody said $1,000 for now. Okay. Somebody said 500k. Wow, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people said 500k. Another person said 10,000 euros. So I guess that that's like $15,000. Cool. Somebody said I already have it. Wow. Good for you. Congrats. That's amazing. Somebody said 100k. Okay. So this is actually fascinating to me just because the range is from like $1,000 to $500,000, which is really, really interesting. So if you guys are wondering what my emergency fund goal slash like how much money I need to feel secure in my savings account, like this is not money that I like make. This is money I have in my bank account or like a savings account. Okay. If you guys were curious. So I think for me, I think money that's secure to me is not about a number. It's really just how much money do I spend a month times three to six months of that, right? Because technically, right, if we're thinking about this, an emergency fund slash security is just having money to live. And you want to have money to save up. So if shit hits the fan, you, you get laid off from your job, or maybe you just have a little less money because a brand deal didn't come in, right? Because I'm self-employed, so my money fluctuates a lot. You have money to live off of, right? That's the thing. And it's not... You're not dipping into credit. You're not dipping into anything. Like this is just money for your life if you need it. Okay, so here's what I think. Let's just say to feel secure, you need six months, right? Six months of money. Because like you can you can normally figure shit out. Like if you have six months, you can get a job in six months. You can build a business in six months, right? Six months is a lot of time, right? You would have to be doing nothing if like, if, 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 unless, unless you have a lot of debt, that's another thing. Unless you have a lot of debt, I'm not talking about that. But like, if you get laid off in six months, you can figure it out. Or at least that's what I tell myself. So let's work backwards. Let's just say each month I spend, and this is not, this is not money that's like going out to Fiji for like a weekend, right? This is like livable income. This is like, if shit hits the fan, what is comfortable, but not like beyond it. For me, that number is $4,000 a month, okay? Say we multiply it by six. That is $24,000. For me, that is my emergency fund. I need $24,000, which is a lot smaller than maybe you might think. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm on top of this $24,000, I'm going to add $10,000 for like, oopsies. Like essentially... And I, by the way, I learned this recently from this girl on YouTube. Her name is Aja Dang. And $10,000 usually in America can cover most surgery costs. Most. Now, I have no idea if 
I have God no, I, I don't even know <laughs> when I would be using this $10,000 for, but like I have health issues. Like I have asthma, I have eczema, like, and I remember when I was real, like I was really bad in like fourth or fifth grade. I had to get like medical treatment from dermatologists and insurance doesn't cover, like insurance co covers up to 8,000, I think. So like you need, you need money. You still need money in order to, to survive. And for me, I know health is a huge thing. Or if my family is ever sick, $10,000 usually can cover like, not all of it, but like insurance will cover too. So, you know, with that being said, I just went on a whole rant about insurance. <laughs> for me, $24,000, right, is a six months time to live plus $10,000 for whatever life comes my way. That gives me $34,000 total. So let's just round up. Let's just say 35,000 is like my emergency fund. Like that for me is like live, I, I can pay my rent, I can eat food and I can cover any medical expenses. That's it for me. And I think a lot of people confuse emergency fund with say like saving up for a house, right? If someone comments 500K, I would just ask yourself like, where did you get that number? Like, I'm just curious, like where did you get that number? Because you can say, you can have 500K overall in your net worth. Say that's with investments and like crypto or something. Like say that's your total, but like how much of that is your emergency fund? Because I think emer like emergency is literally how it sounds. It's emergency. Outside of that, you can put that money to like buying investments, crypto. Like does it, like does it really have to be in your bank account? That's my question. And honestly, guys, when I asked myself this like a month ago, like how much do I really need? Like I thought, guys, I thought to be secure, I needed a house and to get married and to have a million dollars in my bank account. Like that's what I thought I needed. <laughs> like, that's, what I, that's what I thought I needed. In reality, I had to ask myself, like, what am I, what am I trying to like, why do I not feel secure? You know, what am I actually looking for? In reality, what I'm looking for is just in case, like, just in case I lose a brand deal or like I don't make money for a few months, I at least have money to live. That's it for me. Outside of that, like whether I'm saving for a trip, like that's just, that's not an emergency fund. That's not going to give me security. Going to Fiji for a weekend does not give me security, right? What gives me security is knowing if this doesn't work, I still have money. And for me, the number is 35,000. Outside of that is not security. Outside of that is, is nice to have, but I don't need it. And I think that's so important, you guys, because unless, unless you have really, really financially supportive parents, which I don't, <laughs> I grew up in a small apartment, um, shared a room with my mom for a lo the longest time. Like I do not have money, <laughs> like net worth wise. You know, and I think because I don't have a lot of money growing up, like childhood wise, I just felt like this need to make so much money. Like I felt for the longest time, um, I needed to have a million dollars, get a house. And like, I think I'm just like, what I'm actually doing is I'm overcompensating for an insecurity I have, which is not being stable emotionally and financially. My real number financially is 35K. Outside of that, nice to have, don't need it. And then emotionally, I think what I'm looking for is just, somebody to love me forever, right? <laughs> that's so sad, so morbid, but like, that's what I'm actually looking for. Like, what I'm looking for is somebody to love me forever, but you can give that to yourself. Like, you can be there for yourself. And I've dated a few guys. <laughs> if you guys want to see that story time, I will link it below. <laughs> but throughout all that, all the guys that cheated on me and hurt me, I'm still here and I'm okay. You know, I, I, I still struggle with this because like I am I'm going to therapy for this right now, but I 
try to feel security through money. It doesn't work. Like, I really believe it doesn't fucking work if you're using money as a security blanket. Because there's just more to it. Unless it's like an emergency fund, there's always more. And you definitely cannot feel security through a relationship. Like, I know this for sure just because I'm with a really amazing partner right now. And me and him, we have, we have the, like an amazing relationship. I think it's one of my best. It is my best relationship so far. Like, honestly, just, just, just not like, not like the guy is perfect. It's more like I am so much mentally more stable now. But anyways, even we have a very amazing relationship with my mental stability and emotional stability, I still get insecurity sometimes. I know that sounds kind of strange, but like what I've learned is like the real person that can give you stability is yourself. And like financially, it's just dependent on what your needs are, right? If, if hey, listen to me. If you say you need 100K a month times six months, right? That's 600K. If you tell me you need 600K for an emergency fund and that's your bread and butter, go ahead. I mean, I would probably ask you how you spend 100K a month as a minimum. <laughs> but like for the most part, everybody's different. You know, the way I got my 4K a month, which by the way, for some people, it's a lot. Like 4K a month for, I know like back in Washington where I grew up, that's a lot of money because you don't, you don't need that much money in, in like certain states. But like, I'm not judging anyone who has different needs. Like if you live in a smaller town, like, like especially like some cities in like um, East like Asia or like Europe even, like you don't, you don't need that. You need, you need like, you might need like 2K, 2K times six, well that's 18,000, right? Like you might not need that much, but I live in a Californian state, so <laughs> life is just more expensive. But like, you know what? Some people's like minimum is like 10K a month. Some people's are 10, 1K a month. And that is so dependent on your needs. But I think it's just important to ask yourself, like, what is an emer- like, what even is an emergency fund, and what does that mean to you? All right, guys, I really enjoyed recording this episode. I hope this was helpful. You know, like I said, ask yourself what you really need, and if you only need like five hundred bucks because you live with your parents, like you live with your parents, you only need two hundred fifty bucks a month. Maybe your emergency fund is a thousand dollars. That's cool. That's chilling. Don't worry about that. And also, if you have to use your money, like if you have to dip into your emergency fund because you don't get paid for like, I don't know, you got you missed a brand deal. That's okay too. Like don't feel, don't like beat yourself up if you have to dip into your savings. Like money is there for you to spend. Like I think we forgot that. Like literally, what is the whole point of hoarding wealth? I can talk about. Wait, that's a whole episode. <laughs> but like, I'm an entrepreneur. I like money, but it's not my motivator. I'm not controlled by it. I like building shit. And I like building it with people. So that's why I spend money on people and I spend money on like experiences. But anyways, that's a whole other episode. I'll let me know in my Instagram DMs if you want to hear about that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I know this was like a very deep episode, but yeah, I had a morning walk to this morning and I was just thinking about these thoughts and I hope this is helpful. I will catch you guys in my next episode. Please leave a five star review on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to if you enjoyed. And I'll catch you guys later.